Welcome to the Business Meets Soul podcast. I'm your host, Tara Hegarty, and on this show, you can expect powerful, soul-shifting conversations to help you effortlessly expand, align your energy, and unlock your infinite potential in life and business. Because your definition of success isn't determined by an endpoint or goal. For you, success is the byproduct of being who you are, doing what you love, and living in alignment with your soul. Are you ready to anchor into deeper layers of abundance, service, and freedom together? Let's dive in. Hey there, welcome back to Business Meets Soul. Today, we have a truly captivating guest joining us, Lana Bannon. She's not your average wellness enthusiast because she has spent over 19 years in the fast-paced world of nursing, dealing with emergencies, surgeries, cancer cases, and even pediatric care. But her journey has taken a fascinating turn, and now she's the heart and soul behind Bottoms Up Colonics in Ruchidor on the Sunshine Coast here in Queensland, Australia. So Alana's story is all about blending medical expertise with a passion for holistic well-being. And as a certified colon hydrotherapist, she's using her extensive knowledge to guide people toward a path of wellness through cleansing. And what's even more impressive is her specialization in Rojas colonics, where she caters to both adults and kids, nurturing their colon health. So join us today as we dive deep into Lana's unique approach and dedication that has really earned her this reputation as a skilled practitioner. We'll explore how she's helping her clients achieve vibrant health and uncover the surprising benefits of gut cleansing. So without further ado, let's welcome Lana Bannon to the show and get ready for an enlightening conversation. Well, hello, Lana. I'm thrilled to welcome you to today's podcast. I just Thank have to express how much of a pleasure it has been to meet you in person. Um, our From our business alignment session, uh, it was such a valuable experience. And now the collaboration we've embarked on since, like bringing my tea into your clinic has been incredibly rewarding. And I can't just help share that mm. you are such a wonderful person and you have this beautiful, vibrant energy and you've got this genuine passion for work and this deep care that you pour into your business is truly remarkable. So personally, I consider it an absolute privilege to have the opportunity to know you. So thank you for being Oh, thank you, Tara. Oh, likewise, I felt so blessed to have crossed paths with you. Um, and yeah, you've been so integral in, uh, you know, my highs and lows and, and uh, yeah, you know, supporting me through the, the development, yeah, of my business but also personally as well so thank you yeah well, yeah let's dive in like I, I really want to talk about your journey especially from this fast-paced world of emergency nursing you know you were a registered nurse for almost two decades mm. and now you've dived into the realm of colonics and this holistic realm of hydrotherapy and it's it's quite a shift so can you share what it is with you to make that change and really uh, I guess, explore the wellness side of things now? Yeah, yeah. So um, I was raised um, on a farm with my parents in New Zealand. Um, and then I guess how I was kind of raised, I guess people would kind of in quotation marks, like kind of pay 
naturally, you know, to to kind of get that lifestyle now. Because, you know, we were just raised without electricity till I was four and we lived on an organic orchard and, you know, so, um, you know, when we went to the doctor, we'd also go to the homeopath. And so there was always like a lot of, I guess, um, natural health knowledge to my upbringing. But um, when I went into nursing, um, I was only 17 and I graduated by the time I was 20. And um, I loved nursing. Absolutely. I still do love it. You know, there's a lot that I love about nursing because I just love people, you know, and people's stories um, and working with people. Um, So, um, yeah, when I came into nursing, you don't really realise you do become really medically indoctrinated. You know, you don't actually realise that happens, though, because all of your friends are nurses and your friends are doctors. And, you know, so I guess for a long time I was very much immersed in the medical realm because that was my job, you know, um, emergency care and, you know, studying and understanding the body, you know, kind of at a scientific level. Over time, though, you definitely you pick up things over time when you've been working with bodies for a while, you know, like you might just walk into a room and you can't describe it in medical terms, but you might just know something's not right. You know, you and, and there's a lot of research papers written about that in nursing. And I guess what people are picking up is what, like energy, intuition. Um, that's not really, I guess, recognised so much in nursing, though, because it's very scientifically based. But, you know, it was interesting to me kind of the longer I was in nursing. Like I knew that sometimes the results that were happening with people weren't necessarily something you could put science to, you know, or, or something that our realm of nursing could explain, I guess. Um But I guess kind of how I came into colonics was um, I got really unwell after the birth of one of my children. Um, And in retrospect, I would have been unwell for a long time. Like I wouldn't have identified as having poor gut health. And, you know, um, it's just laughable now. You know, I mean, as a shift worker, I had no circadian rhythm. I drank heaps of coffee. I was constantly bloated. I was absolutely exhausted. Um, But, you know, I just accepted, yeah, that's just kind of how I felt and normalised it for a long time. You know, I had constant migraines, headaches. You know, there was a lot of, I guess, warning signs that I just normalised for a long time. Um, And I guess, you know, pregnancy asks a lot of your body. So that just kind of really tipped me over that I found myself in a position where I was really unwell. I was really mentally unwell, physically unwell. Um, and then my child was unwell as well because she had inherited my gut microbiome. So there was a lot going on in our household at the time. And um, I was visiting doctors and psychologists. And, you know, you think, oh, I just, I'm not good at this. Maybe I've got postnatal depression. Maybe, you know, this is, maybe I've got fibromyalgia. You know, you just read yeah, every single thing. Very, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you're trying to, I'm yeah. like, maybe I've got an advanced autoimmune condition. You know, I could have a brain tumor. You know, um, but yeah, my sister-in-law, she was a nurse and she actually worked here at the Bottoms Up Marichidor Clinic. She was one of the first therapists. And uh, she said to me, Lan, you need some colonics. And I thought, why would I, why would I need that? You know, I didn't kind of really, you know, it, it wasn't screaming out at me as something that I needed to do. And I was kind of desperate. And so I thought, whatever, she can get me a good deal. So I came in and I got some colonics and I was actually amazed at how it was the first thing in months that I could actually, I could think mm. instantly clearer. Um, 
like sugar cravings decreased. Um, my body, you know, I was getting less headaches. Things started to change pretty rapidly in my body. And even then I didn't think, oh, well, like I'm definitely going to do this and I'm going to buy a clinic and, and be a clinic hydrotherapist because, I mean, I was just still on a journey of cleansing then myself and understanding kind of what was going on for me. Um, but when my daughter Flo, as I've told you about Flo, my little girl Flo who could never flow, <laughs> she um, she had severe encoparesis and constipation and she could just never do a poo um, like ever. And she was just so unwell as a child and, um, you know, she was just lethargic and she had low iron and it was a lot that, like, the doctors just couldn't explain to me what was going on with her. So it was more my journey into the microbiome and trying to understand, like, what is actually going on for her and how can I kind of get results for her that actually got me so interested in gut health. I'd always been interested in it but probably not really understood it very much. But, um, yeah, that that deep-dived me into, um, like, the gut health world. Um, and so then when, yeah, the clinic came up for sale, I actually didn't kind of, like, look at it like, oh, this is going to be a good business plan. Like, I just intuitively knew, like, I need to do this 100%. I, as you know, I hadn't really thought through anything. I hadn't even trained to do it. I was just like, this is what I'm doing. I just, yeah, yeah it was just it chose me really. I still <laughs> feel like it's chosen me, but um, yeah, there wasn't a clear plan. There was just more like just an alignment with just knowing I just a hundred percent, this is where I need to be. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And, um, and the places that you've been taking the clinic itself is just a testament to your passion and your journey as well. And I really want to dive into um the colonics and how it can be a bit mysterious for some folks, right? And I yes. think a lot of people have a lot of these preconceived ideas about colonics that might not be entirely accurate. Yes. Tell us more about some of these common perceptions and hesitations, even that you may have had, you know, with Florence mm. and how yeah. come to really kind of tackle these misconceptions and ease the worries that people might have before even giving colon hydrotherapy a try yes yes well I mean I guess we can't go past the fact that you know it's an intimate and a vulnerable you know feeling for people to to have a colonic initially just that first colonic for some people can be you know it's, it's interesting when you tell people what you you do because they'll kind of have that like almost like that visceral reaction in their body like they'll literally take a step back because in in their mind they just have already thought like why would I do that you know why would I do that and a lot of people will think the only reason why you'd get a colonic is to kind of shift poo like you know that you're backed up I guess should we say um and that's obviously a large part of why some people would be interested in colonic hydrotherapy but colonic hydrotherapy is so much more. And even when I brought this clinic, I had no idea the levels and the layers of what colonic hydrotherapy can provide. Um, because colonic hydrotherapy is much more than just getting rid of poo or just giving you a good flush out. There's so many different levels to it. Like really what it's asking the body is to dump toxins at a cellular level. That's what it's asking the body to do. Um, because the 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 kind of master 
organ of detoxification is your colon. And when you use the blood supply of the colon, which is your mesenteric system, that feeds into your liver. That's highly vascular and it feeds into your lymphatic system. So it's asking all of your elimination pathways to dump toxins. And that as an access for health for people is often what people are missing because you just always are focusing on what can I put in? You know, you go to chemist warehouse, you drop $120 on, you know, this gut health, this gut health, that, or detox this. But the body knows, obviously, how to do it. The body is, you know, an intrinsic, amazing, intelligent creation that knows how to detox. But in the world that we live in, where we're facing so many more toxins and chemicals than we ever have before, and our food isn't actually food, you know, it's got 25 other ingredients next to it that we don't even know how to pronounce. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these don't just, we don't have one digestive enzyme that can break that down. We don't. Our body doesn't know what to do with those chemicals. So now what we're facing is really different. So, you know, in terms of um, opening your elimination pathways, that's often the missing link for people, you know, getting rid of the toxic overload in your body, um, opening up all those elimination channels. Um, So that's, I guess, the beauty of colonic hydrotherapy is that the results that we get are not just, oh, you have a flatter tummy and you have less bloating, which sounds pretty nice. And obviously a lot of our clients really like that. It's things like, oh, my gosh, I literally haven't had a headache in two weeks. You know, it's like I went home and I've never slept better. I could not believe it, you know, Um, because when you're looking at the body, um, you know, obviously Chinese medicine has studied this a lot longer than us, you know, so they're looking at, you know, the signals that our body is sending us. You know, if you're waking up between 1 and 3 a.m. in the morning, usually that's your liver, you know, and pretty much all of our clients would come and they're like, yeah, like I just, and that was me too. I just wake up every night, yeah, like 1.30 and they think, oh, they're stressed or this or that, but there's so many other things that your body's sending you signals. You know, and you you can't really go wrong asking the body to eliminate. Um, You know, you just really can't because it's such a good clearing for your body to be able to find balance. Um, And I guess the other thing about colonic hydrotherapy is um, what a lot of people don't think of is obviously, you know, we are, you know, as, as a body, as a mass, we have so much water as the basis of our, our body and our systems. You know, like even if you think of the term, I can just feel it in my waters, you know, like we we kind of have a knowing in, a, in our waters of our bodies, which is like they talk about the extracellular water and the intracellular water. And I guess if you go even a step further, which is going to further kind of spin people out, when you really get deep dive into colonics and your own colonics, what we're talking about is using water as an energy and a cleansing because water is an entity of its own, right? It's got emotional intelligence. Um, And so really when you're like exchanging waters and you're actually flushing the systems through, amazing things can happen. Amazing things can happen for people. It's just some things you can't even describe what can happen for people. So I love putting the science to it, you know, because really you can reduce inflammation in the body. You can change your microbiome. You know, you can get your liver to to cleanse and clear and reduce food allergy and, you know, reduce uh, 
mold illness and, um, you know, migraines. So there's so much you can do scientifically. But then also there's a whole other aspect which we just still, you can't really put words to, which is when we use water as a therapy because that's really what we're doing is we're using water as a hydrotherapy, which, you know, it's nothing new. Even Cleopatra's been documented as doing colonics with a bamboo reed, you know. Um, so they didn't face what we do in a toxic world then. Yeah. you know as as what we face now so I just feel like colonics is like it's just going to be like going to the hairdresser now for most people like it really is and that's why our clients fall in love with colonics they might come for one reason but then they just feel the difference in their body you know it's really I mean I've probably had I don't know 150 colonics in the last two years and I just know when I need a colonic, you know, just things, I, I can just think clearer. I can just regulate my emotions better. Um, I can just function on so many different levels. You know, yeah. sometimes I have a fight with my husband. I don't even need to talk to him about it. I just have a colonic. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what, oh. just wash that away. <laughs> and what a great tool to use. Um, and I've heard cleansing the gut can sometimes bring up these unexpected emotional and from my research within the metaphysical realm of particularly the large intestine, like people sometimes encounter a lot of confusion, irritation and frustration mm. and thinking that you can't do anything right. And even this desire to kind of escape and withdraw from the world. Mm. Could you help us understand the science behind this and how colon hydrotherapy can trigger these sorts of, I guess, breakthrough experiences? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess, again, going back to Chinese medicine, which, um, you know, has even mapped the whole colon out as to like what emotions are stored where and where you might even get a blockage in your colon, mm -hmm. um, which is just fascinating to me when when I kind of came into this. Um, and I guess the colon is known to kind of hold sadness and grief. And I guess really it's like that, you know, if you feel like you'll see that when people are going through stress, you know, it's like you just literally can't let go or, you know, that they're holding that tension in their lower, in their lower um, abdomen and pelvis, you know, like that fight or flight. So, you know, you, you could actually put some science to that. And I always start my talk with that, talking about when we're in the fight, flight or freeze, you know, the rest and digest literally can't turn on. So, of course, you're going to have, you know, chemical, you know, implications because the body can't produce any digestive enzymes and the biomechanics of the gut can't work but I guess from an emotional aspect um you know that's I guess where people hold old emotions and they can be heavy emotions mm. um and that's when I guess we kind of get into what you call cellular memory which is Sue Wilson who trained me was the first person that kind of taught me about that um and I guess that's kind of really maybe only become something that's talked about maybe the last 10 years like mainstream you know because you see different documentaries about cellular memory and how we hold trauma in our cells and obviously it's nothing new but we're just trying to you know get a little bit more mainstream light on the fact that um yeah we, we can store emotions in different areas of our body so you do notice in colonic hydrotherapy particularly if people are doing consecutive sessions it's pretty amazing watching someone day three you know they kind of start out good like day one feeling good day two day three you'll come out to the waiting room and it's like that person just looks like a different person like they haven't slept all night they're irritable they're angry you know like there's a lot of um 
yeah, things that they're shifting. I can't actually say what they're shifting, right? Because, mm. you know, maybe you might, we would love to get you in there <laughs> and uh, ask the body what it is actually shifting. But, you know, you, you could talk about, you know, on one level that the liver is dumping toxins and that's kind of reaching its peak. And obviously that's linked to a lot of anger and irritation and things like that when the liver does that. But it's more than that for people and people will just name it themselves. You know, they will just say like, yeah, you know, things are kind of coming up for me. And um, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it is that, yeah, you can, you can bring things to the surface, which are, which are causing blocks, um, you know, and, and deal with those. So that's why colonics is, um, you know, people kind of think, oh, it might just be easy, you know, just kind of put it, insert the tube and, water in water out but you know you're supporting someone through an emotional release as well sometimes um so yeah you know we've had profound um profound feedback from our clients about you know what they've shifted it's really interesting sometimes it can just be a colonic and the person feels great other times you talk to someone and they said I went home I dumped my boyfriend I decided that's it that's like all 180 yeah yeah like they've just had like this breakthrough moment where they're like do you know what I've just seen it all clearly now um and it's like wow okay um yeah so fascinating isn't it that just it is that can lead to emotional and trauma releases and I think it's actually a healthy thing because as you said absolutely it actually is the emotions are sitting and Mm. able to release it. it it is as you said, by day three, probably for some people quite overwhelming, but it's yeah overwhelming sensation knowing that you're actually moving through a breakthrough experience at the end of it. And I think that in itself, so you're not only just um, doing the hydrotherapy, you're actually holding space yes. for people to move through that emotional trauma release as well, aren't you? Yes, yes, absolutely. And, you know, my sister-in-law, when she'd done colonics a lot longer than me, and she'd say, oh, um, yeah, it'll be interesting when you get into the emotional cleansing line. And I'm like, what's the emotional? <laughs> you know, I'm such a nurse. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, just, and then it's like, ah, oh, yes, I see what you mean. Um, you know, it's oh. like, um, like a story kind of comes to mind for me. And I, I had a lot, gorgeous client and she really wanted to fall pregnant. And, uh, and she was seeing a naturopath just to see if she could kind of regulate her hormones. And she was told by a friend to maybe come and get some colonics. And mm. so she came and uh, she decided to do a five-day cleanse with us. And um, what we got out was unbelievable. I've literally never seen parasites. I mean, these these parasites were just absolutely phenomenal, just gorgeous specimens you know we 26 of them she got rid of in five days it's still like a record but it was more than that it wasn't even we were focused on um you know the parasites that she got out but the emotions that she was like she was in absolute bits it was quite hard to actually hold space with her the whole week because you know she said on day three I pulled my psychologist and I don't want to do this anymore and you know because obviously you'd think yeah this is like a really bad thing um but the psychologist I'd love to get her name said no you need to keep going like you need to keep going through this and I thought wow <laughs> that's awesome that she said that so by the end of the five days she kind of come through this big journey and um yeah she got pregnant two weeks later and it was like it's like my bottom's up baby but um it was interesting to me just to kind of like watch the whole process you know it's like is it because of the parasites is it because of emotions you know like 
it's yeah it's just fascinating to watch people yeah um have changes in, in their system mm. yeah. well can we let's talk about parasites and gut health it sounds <laughs> so intriguing it's such an interesting topic um and yeah. obviously have such a big impact on our gut health can you yes. give us like the lowdown on the science and even the possibly even the energetic side of parasites in our gut and how it kind of affects our overall well-being yeah so um I mean, I guess scientifically or, or like, you know, historically, parasites are nothing new. They're one of the first life forces and, you know, life forms on Earth, right? Like just like archaea and bacteria, parasites. Like parasites have been around way longer than us, way, way longer than us. So, you know, we're just like a, a crossing path in their journey, humans are. Um, yeah, parasites are very, very intelligent. And, you know, when we think parasites, people kind of think of, you know, great big long worms and you have to see parasites to, to you have to see a great big parasite to have parasites or, you know, maybe it invokes different things for people because that would be something dirty for someone to have a parasite. Mm -hmm. But parasites come in lots of different forms. That You know, um, it's very common to have protozoa, which are microscopic parasites, um, which you can't even see. Um, and, you know, indigenous cultures, you know, have, have always cleansed parasites. They've, they've always eaten different herbs and done different things and, and, and had like ritualistic, you know, parasite, um, ceremony. So it's been something that humans have always dealt with. Um, I guess we like to think in a nice clean society that we're kind of immune from all of this now, but, um, yeah, parasites becoming a massive problem because our gut health our gut microbial balance is becoming worse and worse because we're exposed to so many more things now right mm -hmm. um so our micro our gut microbiome we're kind of almost born more deficient than we would have many many years ago because we're so clean and we're exposed to things which kill our gut microbiome and we've got toxins and these types of things so we're going to be more susceptible to parasites because parasites respond to the environment we're all going to be exposed to parasites every day in our water and our food and the soil but our body's immune system and bacterial balance will keep parasites at bay you know so you could have a parasite but it may not necessarily be making you unwell mm. but if you get into poor gut health and you know you're drinking because you know you're drinking alcohol which kills bacteria and you're leaving your system vulnerable you know you're enjoying yourself and you're drinking carbonated drinks which neutralizes your stomach acid and stomach acid is what's going to kill the parasite eggs and parasites when we're um you know when we're obviously eating and drinking and just rocking around day to day um so when those kind of natural um um immune you know kind of uh, protection systems go we can then be prone to parasites i guess just on a very scientific level and when we have parasite overgrowth we're now starting to understand how unwell this can make us like just even just at a scientific level you know that a lot of parasites if you have parasite overgrowth which i did when i got into colonics i when i did a microbiome test i just had no idea i'd been lifting with the, living with like one of the highest microscopic parasite and infestations that like they'd ever seen of blastocystis the naturopaths that i worked with they just said like how are you even functioning and i was like oh well isn't isn't this how everyone always feels exhausted and constant headaches and aches and pains? Um, so, you know, the parasite overgrowth can make us really unwell. Even a lot of the studies are showing that they can be linked to cancer, autoimmunity, um, even things like MS. I just saw a study the other day 
um, multiple sclerosis, you know, when they've done MRIs of um, people with multiple sclerosis, you can see um, the nervous system and the nerves kind of light up like a Christmas tree where there's um, what they thought was calcification. And now they're actually finding out that those are parasite infestations, some of them. Wow. You know, um, I don't know if you actually just saw the other day, it was like a world first that they pulled a live worm out of some um, a woman's brain in Canberra um, last year. Did you see that? Yeah. Just like, okay, so all these things trip people out, right? Because they're like, yeah. oh, my gosh, you know, you think that your <laughs> parasite, you know, riddled and things. And, and yeah, parasites can make us really unwell. They're not... Um, they're not the absolute root cause, though. The root cause is the environment of the body. You know, mm. the parasite isn't actually the problem. It's the fact that the system's imbalanced, allowing the parasite overgrowth to make us unwell. So our body might be more acidic or mm. we don't have the right microbial balance there. And it's actually due um, to our, our food, our our diet, our like yeah. environmental stress, like even the heavy toxins like around. Absolutely. You yeah. know, because parasites carry 10 times you know, their weight and 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 heavy metals, um, mm. candida. You know, a lot of people when they're trying to cleanse heavy metals, you mm. know, you kind of you might be trying to focus on the metals and and it might be the parasites and then it's like parasites are mirroring the metals. So yeah, mm. it's, there's a lot um of complexity, which again I think to me just goes back to you've you've got to get the environment balanced and clean, you know, and that's that's why I love colonic hydrotherapy because it does do that. It's cleansing the environment, you know, um, so that the life cycle, which is usually 90 days for a parasite, um, has a very poor chance of, of surviving. You know, we can remove all the eggs and and, uh, and the life cycle. But I guess from an energetic point of view, and I, and I can only just say this from my own experience too, mm. um, but I found for me, um, a change in my vibration, you know, because I was doing a lot of practices around that, around what I was telling myself, what I was telling my body, because I realised I'd spent a lot of time in my life, which is really like nursing reinforced, being very fear-based and being, um, you know, telling myself all of that unconscious, subconscious, like, oh, I am just this or, you know, I am, I, I just have headaches or I am all of these things, you know. Um, it's kind of constantly reinforcing that to my body. So I found the breakthrough for me very much, you know, just to experience something like that personally. Um, parasites just weren't a problem when I was kind of able to break through that because I guess when you look at the energetics of it, and a lot of people talk about this, um, is that, you know, parasites, you know, it's like where are you allowing that parasitic energy in your life? You know, I was like a people pleaser, constant mm -hmm. people pleaser all the time I didn't have boundaries it was like I was just putting everyone else's needs always before my own so you know when you look at the energetics of that it's like why is your body not just physically but I guess energetically in a state where parasites could be a problem too and unfortunately that's not an easy fix always <laughs> that's a journey yeah, yeah. interesting isn't it it's a really interesting yeah. uh reflection of you know your mm -hmm. boundaries you know what is yes. draining your energy what are you allowing to drain your energy what is affecting yes. your power at this point in time and yeah. allowing that uh so yeah. that would be a huge uh I guess revelation to kind of start to move through uh and so you kind of realize why you've got parasites in your system as you said from an energetic perspective 
Um, yeah. Very intriguing. Very intriguing. Um, yes. I love watching you, you have on your Instagram. I love watching the um, reels that you do and the, the imagery of like, obviously the, the clear um, pipe yes. and, and everything kind of coming out and you just like slowing it down and showing the parasites. It's absolutely fascinating to see how some of those can actually be in our gut. Like you just think, oh my goodness, oh, these are huge. Absolutely. Like, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and um, when you do it as well, like it's still amazing. You know, it's not like, oh yeah, that's parasites. Like, wow. Um, yeah. It's always so fascinating. You know, I, I, that's one thing I guess people absolutely love on Instagram, right? They want to see that big worm and they kind of expect to come in and get this huge worm out. But, um, you know, there's still so much about parasites that we don't know. They're very, very um, intelligent and they can burrow and it's not just as easy as taking, you know, one tablet. You know, you've got to really change the the, the environment um, mm-hmm. for parasites. And like I was saying, on lots of different levels, we actually um, just at our recent conference, um, one of our amazing therapists who's a clinical manager, she just got up and, and she did a talk on are parasites real because, and obviously they are because, you you know, you can actually have a look at them, you know, even if the, the medical realm wants to have a look at them, like parasites are actually a thing. But I guess we don't know enough about what that person's shifting. Like we're not just going to be like, oh, that's a hookworm, that's a ropeworm, that's a tapeworm. We we know that there's like a life force of its own, you know, because we, we've sent some of these parasites to labs and, you know, you, you do want to just be able to name um, like every single thing that we see, but there's still so much that we don't know of what is being released. There's still so much that is unanswerable really. And I guess for us, the, the big difference will be a change in someone's symptoms, you know, um, and, and people just know if they've shifted something which is going to change their symptoms. And, and you can't kind of really quantify that or send that to a lab and get an absolute definite answer as to, oh, this is everything, um, you know, every, everything that's been contributing towards your symptoms. But, yeah, a lot of people just intuitively know as well if they've got parasites. They just kind of feel it so you know even if you don't see anything they will just know and and so that's sometimes why they're really drawn to do a parasite cleanse or some colonics as well yeah. um and but so yeah those symptoms like brain fog um mm. your energy's drained like what are some of the common fatigues yeah fatigue is a massive 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 one with parasites like you know you just it's usually a person that kind of goes to the doctor and they've done all the tests and, you know, the tests are fine, you're fine. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like the person's like, no. <laughs> because obviously parasites, you know, um, they're, they're living off you. So they steal your nutrients, they steal your digestive enzymes. Um, a, a big one we see in the colonics tube is a lot of undigested food because they don't have the right digestive enzymes to be able to break that down. So that could cause bloating and, uh, you know, um, we'll see a lot of biofilm which is like the mucousy substance which your um, immune system creates. Um, So imagine not brushing your teeth for kind of five days and then you feel that film on your teeth. Your whole digestive system um, accumulates biofilm and there'll be a lot of that biofilm in your gut if what your body cleverly is trying to do is protect you from something, an overgrowth of something. Mm. Um, because that's how, um, you know, firstly you protect your system, but then the parasites and the candida and um, they hide in that biofilm. So they're very undetectable from the immune system as well. 
Um, so we'll see a lot of that biofilm in somebody's in somebody's um, colon as well, which can sometimes give us a little bit of um, uh, a clue as to what's going on. Um, but you know, for some people as well, it can be um, you know headaches, uh, joint pain. Um, you know, some people it could be severe constipation. Even you know, there's parasites that can cause constipation, or obviously the other the other end diarrhea. So it's confusing for people um, because, you know, these symptoms, you know, might just be labelled as IBS or you've just got IBS or mm. you, you just can't eat that or these types of things. So um, and, and the doctor's um, stool tests are very um, insensitive, should I say, like the PCR stool test to actually picking up parasites. Yeah. Um, we obviously do like microbiome mapping, which is a lot more expensive and a lot more comprehensive. But even then, they might not pick up a big worm. They'd only pick up the microscopic protozoa like blastocystis or diantamoeba, those microscopic protozoa. So the big worms could still be um, still be a surprise. Mm, interesting yeah. um mm. so can we talk about gut health basics i guess uh, like getting a handle on gut health can kind of feel like a bit of a puzzle could you simplify yes. some things for us um and share some i guess core principles to maintain a good gut health in today's busy process mm. um mm. environmentally toxic world that we live in Yes, yes. Um, well, yeah, a lot of it isn't rocket science. A lot of it isn't rocket science. And the core principles of gut health is, um, I guess the first one is that since the introduction of processed foods like 40 years ago, um, we've gone <laughs> kaboom. Like yeah. processed foods are the enemy because yeah, the additives, yeah, the yeah. additives and the preservatives that are added to processed foods, yeah, they preserve the food by killing bacteria. So that's how you get a long shelf life, right, of like 18 months. But whatever those are, which you we don't even know what they are, these numbers on the sides, these chemicals, that's going to kill your gut bacteria. So it's not just not good for you. It's killing your gut bacteria. So processed foods, um, and it slows obviously down your entire digestive system. Mm. You know, people just think that they're constipated, but they might just be eating too many processed foods. So um, we have to go back to those core principles of actually cooking food from the earth. I know rocket science, right? But what type of society have we created? Because most people I meet, and I know I'm still struggling, are like running, right? We're just running. Mm. You know, it's like I don't have time for that. So, you know, these microwave dinners that were invented in the 80s, like we can just do everything now. We'll just, you know, we'll just make it really easy. Um, that in itself is one of the biggest things which people, you know, really need to understand. The less processed foods you can eat, the better. Yeah. Um, and then we obviously get into diversity. Um, and diversity um, is essential to feed your gut microbiome. So your gut microbiome, which is obviously has countless, countless trillions and trillions of bacteria, archaea, fungi, yeast, which make up your individual blueprint and your gut. No one else's would be the same. It needs to be fed a diverse range of fibres. So you're supposed to eat, which just absolutely blows people's minds, 30 fruit, different fruit and vegetables a week. Wow. You know when they talk about eating the rainbow? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I would say most people are struggling to honestly push past about six or seven different types of fruit and vegetables a week. Like, and they buy the same things all the time, don't they? So like they just go and it's like you get broccoli, you get capsicum, you get zucchini, and then you get your two, your two fruits or something like that, you know? Yeah. So it's that we're supposed to be eating seasonally and we're supposed to be eating a diverse range of foods, um, you know, because if you think of us, how we used to just kind of like literally live off the land, we would have been, you know, obviously getting microbes bacteria from the soil because we wouldn't have been washing it so we would have been like re-inoculating our gut and we would have been eating like the whole plant the whole like the roots and 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 all of the different fibers that are available in the plants and that's what feeds your microbiome to be strong so um dr brad leach who um spoke to us last week at the conference was saying that you know in africa some of the um some of the people's microbiomes that were sampled like they had like over 700 different types of bacteria species in their gut. Now, most people that we're microbiome testing, they might only be in the hundreds. They might only have like 100. I've actually got good microbial diversity because I'm in the 200s. Um, So that's kind of considered good. You know, a lot of people with inflammatory bowel disease and all of these really complex gut problems, they might only be in like the 20s or 50s even of different you know, um, microbial diversity. So to have a strong microbiome, you need to have a large, diverse gut bacteria so that your system can be strong, you know. So um, so diversity is really, really important. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Um, it's fascinating, isn't it? Because that's the last thing that you you do. You go to the grocery, yeah. to the markets, you get the same thing because you know how to cook it. Because you've got like yes. five or six different meals. You've got your five or six meals. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes sense. Yes, absolutely. That's fascinating to um, bring more diversity into your um into your into your food, into your meals, into mm. your mm. Like it makes sense, doesn't it? It makes huge it sense. Make, it makes huge sense, you know, and, and we would have been when we were living off the land, we would have been eating a lot of herbs. Like wouldn't have had to go to a naturopath and herbs like we would have been having those herbs and those naturally anti-parasitic things in our diet like we would have been eating garlic and we just would have been dressing things with lemon and all of those things which are important Mm. um yeah not only the diversity but then you've also got like the things that naturally keep us well um as well like and and maintain like a good balance in our gut Mm. um and then I guess the other a really important thing is, um, which again, you know, we like the second question we ask and people are like, oh my gosh, it's like, what does your poo look like? Because that is a gut health principle, you know, to know what is a healthy poo. Like I'm passionate about that because I feel like we have to start that with us and then we have to teach our kids to know. You know, I just find it fascinating that people come and they're like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Like I don't really look. I'm like, how can I not look at your poo? <laughs> like that is... That is the barometer of your gut health to know what a poo looks like. Um, And, you know, you can be going to the toilet, um, but if you're just doing a little poo, little nuggets, or it's like dry and hard, you're not actually doing poo. This is where I meet people like this every single day that are like, oh, yeah, you know, I go most days. I might miss a day, but I'm I'm pretty good. And it's like you do a clinic on them and it's like, wow. Like you, like the colon can hold five to seven kilos of waste, sometimes 12 kilos. Yeah. 
The wow. first time I did a cleanse, I did 10 colonics in a row, I lost six and a half kilos. Like, oh. amazing. I was just like, what in the world? Because <laughs> I was that person. I was that person that, you know, I wasn't really actually emptying and actually going to the toilet, you know, because I didn't have enough fiber. I wasn't that hydrated. I was eating more of those convenience foods because, yeah, I was just busy and I was a shift worker and, you know, so my gut was all over the shop. But the reason I'm telling you that is because your gut can't be well if it's stagnant because it's like a compost bin, like Sue Wilson, who trains us, talks about all the time. She likens it to a compost bin. So mm. you put all the probiotics into your body in the world, but if it's stagnant mm. and it's full of waste, it doesn't really make any difference. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm really interested in, like when a client comes in, it's like, even if they've got diarrhea, it's like, okay, why do you have diarrhea? Do you have inflammation? Is there a parasite? Um, you know, maybe you don't have a gallbladder or like there's lots of reasons we, we need to kind of knowing what a good poo is. And it, and it should. We're supposed to poo three times a day, which people, it just blows their mind as well. You know, like most people are like, what? Because when I because when I went to the doctor, um, you know, I'd just talk to the doctor and say, oh, like I only poo like kind of every five days. Like this is like maybe 15 years ago or 10 years ago. You might just mention it. And they'll say, oh, well, if that's normal, then that's normal for you. But I'll tell you something, it sure ain't healthy. <laughs> so you think it's like a lack of education then based on oh, definitely. the colours, the, the consistency, the regularity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Everyone needs a poo chart in their toilet. And they're easy to download off um, off the internet. And, um, you know, I even noticed that in children's emergency, so many kids would present, you know, the parent thinks that they've got appendicitis and they're actually completely impacted and full of poo. And the parents just kind of shocked because, um, you know, and it's no judgment to them, but it's like you can be doing a poo, but you might not really be eliminating wastes, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, so knowing... Yeah, what is, you know, I guess the digestive system. That's why when we, people come into our um, clinic, we always do a digestive health talk first because you actually, like, people aren't told this stuff. I wasn't told this stuff as a nurse. I wasn't, like, analysing poo. But that's why we look at it because it tells you so much. Um, and people watch their little, like, furry nuggets, which have been sitting in there forever, like, floating across the screen, and they're just like, wow. They like it, though, because it's like that kind of gives them so much insight into maybe why they've been feeling like they have and understanding their body more yeah, yeah. fascinating yeah. fascinating uh I, I want to talk a little bit more about um how you mentioned you did sorry was it 250 clinics that you've done in the past two years generally how many times per year can you do a clinic like from a healthy perspective and you mentioned mm -hmm. um children as well can you share a little bit mm -hmm. about um, what ages that you look after as well yeah yeah so um a lot of people will always ask it's probably like our number one thing I, pro I probably have this conversation about three hours a week continuously in the clinic and outside the clinic because everyone always says oh like how many can you have and I've heard it removes good bacteria right which is is actually come from naturopaths who interestingly don't actually do colonics and I really wanted to find this out because it's interesting to me um so when I've been doing the microbiome testing so we're actually having a look at the microbiome and particularly like testing on myself too you can actually see that um 
having colonics isn't going to injure your microbiome. It's going to create an environment for good bacteria to grow and flourish. You know, what doesn't impact your microbiome is eating processed foods, drinking lots of alcohol, you know, poor lifestyle, exposure to toxins, like that stuff kills processed foods. That kills our microbiome, you know. Um, but obviously you aren't just going to be doing colonics willy-nilly all the time, you know, to go to the toilet. Like I want to teach someone to get the right bacterial balance to go to the toilet on their own. That's the end game, right? Like why a lot of people will will um, will come in. But most people, if they're coming in for kind of general, if, they, if they've got something like, they might have 10 years of bloating. Well, one colonic might not necessarily do that, unfortunately. So we, most of our clients will always have about four to six and they might do those weekly. Sometimes we'll do more intensive cleanses and our clients absolutely love that. They might do like five in a row. And then people will do like maintenance sessions. Some of our clients just come in monthly and they just absolutely love it. I guess kind of similar to what you do. It's it's like you. some people might kind of pace it out more. Um, you know, if someone's got autoimmune conditions, like they're suffering with a lot of fatigue, I probably wouldn't just throw them into a great big cleanse. You know, I might just like, you know, watch how their body's responding and slow their clinics down and actually, you know, um, space these sessions maybe weekly or fortnightly. Mm. But while they're getting colonics, they're changing a lot of things in their lifestyle too. So that's kind of how you get the benefit because each time you're coming in, you're learning, oh, okay, like, oh, you're not just going to be overnight just like, oh, cooking a diverse range, being gluten-free, you know, like it's it's layers, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it, it took me a good nine months to change how I ate and cooked and then for my children to actually eat it that's a whole you know because it has to be consistent change and and just the introduction and the exposure and things like that um so yeah so most of our clients would would do like at least four to six you know Mm. sessions and I guess in terms of safety I wouldn't say there's an unsafe amount but I would question if someone was coming in like all you know consistently all of the time and actually not seeing results because that's what we're actually trying to look for is is like the deeper you know core core reason um as to what what's going on for them because it relieves a lot of their symptoms initially because what it actually does is the bacteria the pathogenic bacteria they create metabolites and the metabolites is what causes certain things to turn on in your body such as migraines or um you know the lethargy and the inflammation so when we cleanse those metabolites, um, that's where people get instant relief to their symptoms. But then we need to change the microbiome with all of the external principles, like the eating different foods and lifestyle and, um, yeah, like all of those other um, nourishing behaviors outside of clinics. Um, in terms of children, so it was interesting to me because um you know, when when I came from nursing and I thought of colonic hydrotherapy because I didn't understand it, I thought, oh, that surely must be kind of unsafe or or intrusive or traumatic. But when you actually see what you have to do as a nurse when some when a child comes in impacted, like um, you know, I mean, they sometimes have to have anesthetic and, and full, you know, they need to go under to actually remove this poo. So, you know, when we do a children's colonic, usually I'm doing them from about five. You know, it just depends on the child's comprehension. And obviously, I wouldn't want their kind of bodies to be younger than maybe five. Um, We're using a pediatric speculum, so it's obviously completely different size and a much shorter time. So it's really only about 20 minutes that they're on the table and a completely different flow rate. And 
like kids it's amazing the differences you can make for kids um you know and it really is not really a big deal at all like they're just watching the ipad or they're chatting away they're watching the ibises out the window and obviously you know i'm i'm just you know right so you know what what's going to happen today we're going to put a little tube into your bottom and we'll give your tummy a big drink and we'll wash away some of this poo and they love watching it on the tv and and you know you can get them really engaged and and then you know they come back and they say oh i did a popcorn poo or i did you know so it's really it's it's much more than just oh we're just going to walk wash out their poo it's another adult actually just like educating them because sometimes I found particularly with my daughter um you know she responded to other people because better than me sometimes because I guess she probably sensed that I was quite come on like do a poo or you know there was there was a different um stress or pressure from me I would probably say yeah yeah so um you know, where I see kids and colonics going, um, I actually think it's going to be such an important part of of fixing some of these, you know, um, kids' bellies and, and, and healing their immune systems because it is so hard when you've got a nauseous child that's so full of poo, they can't drink 12 mother cold sachets. Like, it's yeah. so hard for them. You know, it's hard for the parents. And, and uh, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love working with children and and educating parents because I've been there as well. You know, yeah, it's really. Big. Do you find it beneficial for the parent to have it first done first and then for the children? I I do think so. I mean, I've done a lot of children without the parent having it, but um, usually I talk to the parent on the phone first and just kind of get their understanding of it. Um, yeah. but you know, obviously, you know, the insertion of the speck isn't painful, but it's definitely different you know so a parent might need to understand how that feels for them to maybe be able to support their child as well um you know and I guess I always think to change kids gut health we've got to be eating that way like that's the breakthrough isn't it is that it's just a way of eating for everyone Mm. Yeah. yeah so so I, I do think I do always say to parents are like if they're a little bit hesitant and you know obviously um, I'll give them information, but I'll say, yeah, you should you should get a colonic and see how it feels for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's definitely being that role model, isn't it? You know, you can always yes. you know, soothe the child, knowing that it is you know such a invasive, very holistic um, healing process that they've gone through that they can then share with their children. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, well, um, as we kind of wrap up this podcast chat, Lana, I've got to say, like your insights has really given our exploration a lot of depth. Um, You're very well-versed, well-knowledgeable in this whole area of colonics. So thank you. You know, we've dived into the metaphysical side. Um, We understand more emotional kind of trauma releases and uh, it's what you've shared has really struck a chord. I think I'm going to go and like go shopping to the markets and like really bulk out my fridge now. Yeah. yeah. Benches. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just want to say thank you. Um, your wisdom has been a, a huge guiding light, showing us how our emotions and our physical well being are so intertwined. And it seems like the, uh, colonic hydrotherapy is a holistic view you know you're helping mm. people emotionally helping people physically mentally 
so it's a beautiful um, avenue for people to explore. So I will pop your um, details in the bottom of the show notes so you, everyone can find you. And I just really want to thank you, Lana, for your gen- you. generously sharing your knowledge. So, yes, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Tara. You know I love to talk, so it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Wonderful. And before we sign off, I encourage all our listeners to keep exploring their own path of self-discovery and holistic wellness. And uh, your input here has been truly priceless. So thank you. Thank you. that concludes today's conversation if it lifted your spirit or touched your soul it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a review and subscribe to this podcast so that more souls can be impacted by these life-changing conversations and if you're not ready for this episode to end head over to tarahegarty.com to get the show notes for today's episode i love you so much and thank you for being here i'll see you next week for another episode of business meets soul.